Economics in the Spirit present. How to be a success. Ordinary men living extraordinary lives. The podcast that explores the messy nuts and bolts behind people's success. Now here's your host, S.B. Cole, author of The Good Man, exploring economics and the spirit. Okay, so this month we have with us Mervyn Cato. Mervyn is head of Enfield's Secondary Behaviour Support Service and founder and co-leader of Men United for Christ. He works with the most challenging young people in his borough, most of whom have been excluded from school and a large percentage of them are young offenders as well. Mervyn, I feel very, very blessed to have you here today. Thank you. No, thank you very much for having me on. Bless you. I wanted to ask you, Mervyn, well, actually, first of all, I want to say that I really respect the work that you do because it is a very, very, very difficult job and it's a very, very important job as well. So I just wanted to give you props. I know with COVID-19 and everything, people are talking about NHS workers and people we don't necessarily think about, but your job is so crucial as well. So I just want to say that I think it's amazing oh. work you do. Oh, thank you. And, you know, my job as it is in this day and age, I'm kind of sitting at a desk um, and having all the meetings and those sort of things. And it's really my members of staff that they're on the front line working with these hard to reach people. And come on, let's face it, there are some tough young people out there now. So my staff and what they do, props to them, seriously, they really do the tough work. Thank you for that. It's the truth. I wouldn't say if it wasn't the truth. (laughs) So we're going to start at the beginning. And what I wanted to know is a little bit about you when you were younger and your family, maybe how they shaped you. Yeah, so um, coming from a really interesting family. So, so my dad had a big family um, in in Jamaica, yeah, and he had a few children in Jamaica, um, um, in previous relationships um, before he met my mother, and then um, he met my mum, and they had a few children. And my dad was very well known back in Jamaica in a, in a place called Portland. Yeah, they were very, very well known in the, in the area. Um, and it got to the stage because um, he had a few children before he met my mum. There was um, a few relationship issues of him and my mum and people he, um, that he previous relationships that he had as well. And mum just said, listen. Let's go to let's go to England in order for this relationship to work. Let's go to England and let's 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 have a uh, let's let's have a new start. And um, they went to England. They had more children. And to cut a long story short, my father has 19 children, 11 with my mum. So um, you try and work that one out. (laughs) And um, that has shaped me in a massive way. Um, And it's all good. And um, but, you know, in a household, in a, in, a, in a household of many brothers and sisters, you have to fight for your position. And um, that has shaped me and my brothers and sisters um, in a good way, I think, in a very good way. Just to get some context, can you tell me if you were born in Jamaica or over here and what what number in the 19 are you? <sighs> That's a hard question. Right. So I was born 
um, I was born in England. Uh, my two brothers, my two um, full brothers, um, were born in Jamaica. Uh, my mum and dad had to leave them um, in Jamaica when they first came over. Then they came over when they were about, I don't know, I think it was about nine or ten. And um, when they came over, I think three of my sisters um, were born. So there was about five of them all together by the time my two brothers came over. I'm roughly in the middle. I think I am number eight. I am number eight. What did your dad do? What did my dad do? That's a massive question. In what way to work? Remember, he'd done a lot of things. Remember, he had 19 children. So he did a lot of things. <laughs> um, um, my dad, um, when he actually came over, he was a, a, he was a, a pipe a pipe fitter. That, that was the job. So he came over to England and he, they were fitting pipes. Um, so under the floor and all that. And he used to work for this company called William Press. And um, he was a very, to, to people out there, he was a very, um, what did I say, sociable person. Very, to everyone. He was just a sociable person. And what he used to do, he used to stand outside the house and talk to loads of people that used to, to walk past the house and everything. And um, my dad also, he used to um, be a chairman of a football team. Yeah, and that was key as well. Because um, what the, the young people um, that came over, a lot of the young people, um, the second generation that came over to to um, England from Jamaica um, or the West Indies in general, they used to have they used to be involved in youth clubs and formed this youth club called Newbury. Um, they formed a, 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 a football club, and my father got involved with the football club. It changed its name a couple of times, and my father got involved. So he knew a lot of the young boys in the community as well, and he used to mentor them. And my dad was a he, he knew about. Um, fathering <laughs> and because um, obviously he had quite a lot of us you know there's a few stories when um, as you know I'm in education yeah um, once this this school called me in to have a have, have a, a meeting with this difficult parent about their child yeah and um, they called me into this meeting um, and I, I they, the family came in the guy came in he came in with his child and um, he was saying a few things and um, and I weren't happy with one of the things that he said. And for that split moment, I forgot I was in a meeting with the head teacher, with a parent, uh, with a couple of other members of staff in there. And I, I really had a go at this parent because one of the things he said in front of his child was, I tell my child that because he's black, he has to work twice as hard. And every black child in this school have to work twice as hard. And I said to him, listen, if you tell your child, a young boy, that he has to work twice as hard as anybody else um, or somebody of another color, do you think in this day and age that your child's really going to want to do that? Because this day and age, young boys, they have a sink or swim. They're going to say to themselves, listen, I'm not going to work twice as hard. What I'm going to do, I might as well just join these guys on the streets and earn big money. So I said, you've got to be very careful when you tell, when you tell children, young boys, particularly young black boys, 
and you make that comment and you put that in their in their spirit. You've got to be very careful. And I told him that. And he's and he looked at my name. I had, my name was actually um it it, it was written um on my badge and he said you're you're Cato and I said yes he goes I know your dad because your dad used to mentor me as he used to stand outside the house and I used to walk past the house and he used to mentor me and and he said that in the meeting with everybody there and he said you know what Mr Cato Nobody's never said that something like that to me before, and I understand what you are saying, and I'm going to take that on. Excellent. So, am I right in understanding that you were a mentor at the start of your career? Yes, I was a mentor. That's how I started. I started as a mentor. Um, I was a, I was working in insurance, and um, um, this mentoring thing was happening in America, and it was doing really well, and. Um, England took it on. I think it was Tony Blair's government decided to get mentors on, and I saw the job and I, and, and I went for it. Um, I didn't have no um, educational like background, so I wasn't working in a school or anything like that. I just went for the job, and um, God is good. Seriously, I got blessed, man. <laughs> Your father was a mentor to people in the community on an informal level because he was doing his shop fitting and dealing with his own 19 children and then he implanted that into you and then you've gone so far as to be the the, the head of all of the behavior support service in Enfield. Oh, if you want to put it like that yeah it's been a long process um, so yeah from that I just took on skills I wouldn't say that he taught me um, I just as a son you just pick up skills don't you that's what you do and everything that you do you just pick up skills. That was the wise and humble Mervyn Cato. Next time he's going to talk to us about the biggest thing he struggled with as a young man. The biggest thing I have struggled with in when I was young was me. Thanks for listening. New episodes are available every Tuesday. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on iTunes as it will help the show to grow. Finally, The Good Man, Exploring Economics and the Spirit, is available on audible.com now. If it's your first book, it's free. Thanks for listening and stay blessed. Stay blessed.